0: Another week of Cycle Talk SA. I'm Brad Brown. It's good to be with you. Thank you for joining me for this weekly podcast on cycling here in South Africa. This past weekend saw the Momentum 94.7 Cycle Challenge take to the streets of Joburg, and what a cool day out it was. Uh, and by cool, I mean uh, nice, not cool as in heat wise, because it was blooming hot uh, if you did ride. So I hope you had a good ride uh, and a fantastic race as well. It was won, the men's race by Vili Smith. And the ladies by Ashley moorman Passio, So yeah, fantastic, fantastic ride from the two of them. And this week on the show, I chat, or I don't, but Stuart Pickering from Cycling Direct chats to Ashley moorman Passio, And it was actually just before uh, she won the race. It was last week he caught up with her. So we don't chat about the Momentum 94.7 Cycle Challenge win. But she chats about some really cool things, including world champs as well as her European uh, season as well. So that's coming up. And then I also touched base with uh, Gavin Dasel from 94.7 Highfield Zero, part of the Breakfast Express team. Uh, I shared it to him a couple of months ago when he decided he was first going to ride uh, the Momentum 94.7 Cycle Challenge. And I wanted to see how Gav went. So touch base with him this week uh, just to find out how it went and uh, what his experience was like. And uh, yeah, you'll be very chuffed. He's lost a hell of a lot of weight too. So uh, very, very cool for Gav. Really, really chuffed for him. And as always, if you want to be in touch, please do. You can tweet us at CycleTalkSA. You can also like us on Facebook. Just look us up or pop me an email. Podcast at CycleTalk. And as always, as well, if you wouldn't mind if you listen to this podcast through the iTunes platform, just take a couple of seconds. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, just to leave us a star rating and a review, and what that does is it just helps us spread the word of this podcast. The more people who review it, uh, obviously, the more people then find it uh, in iTunes. So please, just take a couple of seconds. It takes a lot of time and effort to put these things together for you, and I'd really appreciate it if you would uh, just do that in return. It would be much, much appreciated. Uh, let's get straight into this week's show, and we kick things off with Gav Dasel. About a month, two months ago here on Cycle Talk SA, we caught up with uh, Gavin Daisel from the Breakfast Express team on 94.7 High Felt Stereo. And uh, he was doing something called Mission Vin Possible. Uh, and it was uh, him training and getting trained to get ready for the Momentum 94.7 Cycle Challenge. He decided he wanted to lose a bit of weight, get fit, and, and ride the race. and uh, yeah, we chatted to him and we're, we're keeping an eager eye. And this Sunday, he finished his first 94.7 cycle challenge. Gav Daisel, welcome back onto the show. Good to catch up, bud. Lekker dude. All good. Gav, I am super, super stoked, mate. Uh, do you, you've put in some, some serious, hard graft and, and you had a pretty good day on Sunday. Tell me about your experience. Yeah, it it, it, it was, I mean, like you
1: said, it was a lot of work in the, in the beginning, the months leading up to it. But yeah, I had a joel on Sunday. Uh, it was uh, a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. The worst part of the race for me was uh, definitely Heartbreak Hill. Uh, everybody says it's, it's a bit of a nightmare, but nobody ever really like lets you know how bad Heartbreak Hill is. I mean, it's not called Heartbreak Hill for, for, for no, you know, reason uh, other than you literally look at those hills and your heart just breaks thinking, Oh man, how am I going to get over this thing? So yeah, but otherwise had a good ride. I really enjoyed it.
0: Awesome, Gav, yeah, yeah, I mean, Heartbreak kill, if you had to go and hop on your bicycle now and go ride that thing, it is no hassle, but it's because of where it is in the race, I mean, you're looking at like 85Ks in, almost 90Ks in, and you've got to climb up this thing, so, yeah, well done, dude, uh, and time-wise, I mean, were you happy with what you did, what, what did you end up doing it in? Uh, yeah, no, my original goal
1: was just to like at least finish the race, and I was hoping to come in before five hours, like four and a half,
0: and I ended up on uh, four hours, four minutes, huh? Eh? You bastard, you beat me. <laughs> yes, but uh, yes, but you have had no training. No, true. That that is true as well. But uh you know, that's awesome, Gav That's can I can I be straight up with you? That that your time was better than the first one I ever did. So that's that's brilliant. Dude, that's fantastic. You must be chuffed. Awesome.
1: I'm 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 super stoked about my time. I mean, I've had some guys that uh have been pushing me with my training and of course on the race as well. I had uh, two buddies that I actually work with. Uh, Grant Vick and Neil Schofield, uh, they've been helping me, uh, pushing me on our rides and stuff like that, especially Grant. I mean, uh, on those uphills, all he was doing was like motivating me the whole way through and just going. Dude, push! You can do this. You can do this. So yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun and a lot of hard graft, but yeah, it was all good, man. Like
0: Talk, talking of hard graft, level with me here, Gav. When when I was when I used to work for ninety four point seven, uh, I made the decision that I wanted to ride it because it's easier to ride it than to work the event. And as an employee of the radio station, you've now done both. What's easier, working it or riding it? Oh, riding it for sure.
1: <laughs> for sure. No doubt about it. No
0: doubt about it. I love it. I absolutely love it. And then, Gav, one of the big things you, you wanted to do out of this whole thing was was just sort of change your body a bit, lose a bit of weight. Tell me how, how that's gone. I know you were doing some gymming in that as well. Uh, weight-wise, what did you start on? What are you on now?
1: Uh, I originally started, just before I started the Mission Impossible thing, I was at 122Ks. And then just with a a little bit of uh, healthier eating and uh, dropping the amount that I was eating, I came down to about 119. And then when I officially started the challenge, uh, I was 118.8. And I'm now officially down to 107KGs.
0: Dude, that's amazing. So it's 15Ks down in how long? Uh, it's about three and a half four months, huh eh? oh, that is flipping fantastic Gav. I mean if someone's listening to this and they want to sort of lose a bit of weight, maybe get some give give them some tips like what did you do like real serious action plan stuff that got you got you lose fifteen ks in the last three months well, well, the biggest
1: thing that that has helped me um is that I actually went and I saw a dietitian um and they actually put me on a proper eating plan in in the sense that making sure that I'm not eating rubbish, you know, because I mean, in, in my job in specific, I mean, I work late hours, early mornings, all that kind of stuff. So I tend to, you know, stop at the garage, buy a packet of Biltong, you know, cause you think, ah, oh, it's just protein. It's just Biltong. It's fine. But you're eating it at the wrong times, eating the wrong thing at the wrong times, eating the wrong quantities. So it was just somebody to, you know, Give me that bit of advice to say, listen, have your breakfast at this time. When you wake up in the morning, have your breakfast. Cool. Then a, a couple of hours later, you've got to have your snacks. So have your banana or your apple or something like that. Then make sure you have your lunch. Don't have too much carbs. Obviously, if you're trying to lose the weight, uh, cut your carbs down quite substantially. Um and then obviously don't eat carbs after 5 p.m. Was, was, was my rule from my dietitian um, so that you know obviously I don't store it later, later on in the evening. And then, of course, just a hell of a lot of exercise.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the key, Gav, is balance. I mean, you didn't, you didn't cut sort of all the cool things out of your diet that you really love. You managed to, to still do and eat the stuff that you like, but it was just moder- uh, sort of moderating uh, amounts and, and, and balance, exactly. I think is probably what, exactly. the, what the word is. I mean, a lot of people found it strange because we've got this place just around the road from
1: here called uh, the Panini Brothers, and they make these awesome, like, uh, rye bread paninis with, like, lamb on, and it's just absolutely amazing. Or you can have the fillet one as well. Um, and I actually spoke to my dietitian about it because all the guys at work were like, oh, you're never going to lose weight on the diet that you are on if you keep having – because for lunch, I'd go and get myself a panini with uh, some fillet steak on there. And the guys, the guys are like, "Oh, you're not going to lose weight because checking the amount of carbs you're eating." But because I was watching the amount of carbs I was actually eating, it's not actually that bad. So you can still have the really nice, tasty stuff and still lose weight. You just got to, like you said, it's the quantity and when you're eating it. That's the big thing.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And it's funny. One, one of one of our colleagues, or uh, when I was working there, Mark Pilgrim, he said to me, "Need to be a good Boy Scout and pack a lunch." And, and and it. that's it's, it's planning, that's all it is, is is looking at your day, what am I going to be doing uh, and then just working out accordingly with regards to meal plans and you cancel eat out, I mean you're talking about buying paninis if if that's what you need to do, just be sensible about it, go and get yourself something yeah. healthy don't go to the local fast food joint and get something rubbish exactly, it's the same as going out for dinner I mean, you can go out for dinner, and you can
1: have yourself a steak and a baked potato, you know, you don't have to eat don't get yourself the 500, 500 gram steak, get yourself the the, the two hundred gram steak you know and and also have a baked potato and depending on the size of the baked potato because I know some restaurants they give you like a huge mother of a fist of a baked potato, so rather have half of it and take a little
0: take take the rest home and if you don't feel like eating all the meat have take eat half and take the rest home as well yeah it's all about all about decisions and choices Gav. the big question though just to to wrap up uh you've now ridden the momentum 94.7 cycle challenge you must be fairly fit you worked hard the last few months are you going to pack it in or you're going to keep on riding
1: no, I'm I'm definitely going to keep on riding. I was actually speaking to uh, my personal trainer the other day, and uh, he actually said he actually said to me, "Well done on your achievement." You know, he never expected me to do this, and I was like, "Well, I never expected to actually enjoy it." To be <laughs> honest, I've always been the kind of guy looking at cyclists riding on the road, going, geez, dude, seriously, if you got if you want some petrol money, I'll give you money for petrol. Don't worry about it." But now, r- after riding the bike and like training, it's just. It's become like a social thing now. On weekends, go out to the buddies, we go for a ride around the cradle or wherever, and then we have breakfast afterwards and then you know carry on the rest of the weekend. It's just something that's really fun and awesome.
0: Brilliant. Gav, I'm so chuffed. Well done once again from, from my side, dude. I, I think what you've done is amazing, and, and keep it up.
1: Awesome. Thanks, bro. <music>
0: As mentioned at the beginning of the show, Stuart Pickering from cyclingdirect.co.za caught up with Ashley Moorman-Pasio uh, just over a week ago. Very interesting chat, and uh, this is what transpired. Well, we're down here in Stellenbosch for the second night time
2: Criterium, and I am joined by Ashley Morman pasio Good
3: evening. Nice to be here.
2: Nice to meet you. And you as well. Um, what's it like to be back in South Africa?
3: Um, yeah, it's always nice to come home, um, especially you know seeing family and friends that we haven't seen um, for a while being over in Europe. Um, but yeah, also miss our little home in Europe. You know, the more time we spend there, um, the more we enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it's really good to be home, and yeah, doing some races locally as well.
2: Yeah, your first race back, OFM, and you won. But you didn't have it all your own way, if I if I if I'm not so wrong, with Ann Lee in the sprint.
3: Um yeah, well, OFM is always an interesting course. Um it's not it's not the toughest course we have in South Africa, so it's always a bit of a challenge um, to break things up, but often the wind is is good and, and that helps to make the racing tough. Um this time round the wind wasn't really a huge factor, so um, we had to try and make use of the course, and unfortunately they took out one of the important climbs, Lucas Stane. Mm. So yeah, Annie and I both actually try to, to get away a few times so the sprint is always a little bit of a risk so it's, it's good to eliminate the risk um, but yeah it came down to a sprint in the end and yeah happy to take it um, yeah but great to be racing on him as well and especially since I grew up in Rome it's nice to sit okay. in there yeah
2: interesting though your sprinting seems to have come on this year is it something you've been deliberately working on or is
3: um, I suppose it's just a little bit of a hidden talent, maybe that um I never really realized. um i was I was good at it, but um, I am a bit of an all-rounder, you know, i'm not I'm not just a climber. Um so, the challenge, though, for me is um, in the sprints, especially in Europe, is that yeah, I'm I'm smaller, so um, taking on the big sprinters in, in big bunch sprints is maybe a bit intimidating, especially because I haven't really had a team um, to lead me out um, as of yet. So I like to contest smaller um, bunch sprints, you know, maybe from a group of twenty or, or fifteen sort of breakaway sprints, and yeah, I've got some good speed, and especially having a training partner and like my husband, Carl um, I'm always, you know, improving because um, he challenges me, of course, um, being a man. So. And if we look
2: back at this year, first South African lady on a World Cup podium, your first win in Valkenburg, 8th yeah, in the GC at the Giro Rosa, which is an incredible uh, thing to do, and most influential woman in sport in South Africa.
3: Yeah, thank you. Oh, it's been a good year. Um, of course, the Pléiades was a real highlight and a nice start to my European season. It's always been a race that I've really loved and realised um, suits me well. So it's been it's been in my radar for a while now. Um, and yeah, this year everything just went perfectly. Last year, finishing fifth, I started to realise that you know it is a race I can win. Um, so that's still an objective for me. But um, yeah, it was really great. Uh, the race just went perfectly. Um, hit the mirror. And, it was quite quite a moment to be honest, it was a bit overwhelming because suddenly you realise well here I am, you know, I've got to try and, and finish this off uh, with all the crowds um, shouting and you know, Mariana Boss. and um, yeah, I was maybe a bit nervous, I probably should have gone a bit earlier um, and used my climbing uh, power but unfortunately I didn't quite have the nerve and so I took Mariana to the line and yeah, she's just got an incredible kick. So she kicked and it was very close between Elisa and I for second and third photo finish. Didn't you so have, a, didn't,
2: wasn't arm, was arm it stood in third?
3: No, Elisa Longoborgini
2: oh, okay. was
3: second and I was third. But it was a a photo finish so they had to refer to the camera footage before they could really um you know, give the final result. And yeah, just being on a World Cup podium was a really special moment. You know, as you said, it's the first African to be on a World Cup podium. Um so yeah, it's just standing there as a sort of a very proud South African and just hoping that a result like that obviously inspires um the future talent to to find their passion and, and to strive to achieve their goals. So yeah, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Now we have to talk
2: about the World Championships. I watched that race with with I was glued to the television all afternoon and suddenly you were gone now.
3: Yeah, the World Champs is a little—it's a little bit hard to talk about from my side um, because it, you know it was—it was, it was a very frustrating day for me. Um, you know, having had a very good start to the season, um, I also had a fair few challenges um, with quite a few crashes this year, um, and just seemed to be crashes that just caught me—you know—by surprise. It's not something that I ever could have avoided. Um, and then having um, the crash at at the to France in August and um, was not that great timing with regards to the world champs. So but I tried to stay positive and, and not to let it affect me and I like, think the recovery went quite well. Um, and yeah you know had had everything there, you know the, the numbers were looking good, um, I was feeling very confident. Um, and then traveling over to Italy, uh, left the travels a bit later because I thought being at home would be would be the most comfortable um, environment to be in. And then I must have picked something up on the airplane, um, or as I arrived in Italy. And the day before, uh, sitting on my bed in the afternoon and thinking, oh, I don't, I don't feel so great. But there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. I'm going to be fine because I obviously believe that if you admit to be feeling you know sick then that's already the race gone so tried to convince myself nothing was wrong and woke up on the morning um, once again trying to be as positive as I could and um, starting the race I I still felt okay because I managed to eat a good breakfast and I managed to drink some um, good energy juice before the race and then as the race progressed it just felt like everything that I was taking in wasn't going anywhere just staying in, in my stomach um, so it wasn't being absorbed into the muscles which needed, the, which needed it, and uh, as the race went on um, yeah I just started to feel progressively you know worse and muscles started to cramp, and then unfortunately um, started to actually bring up the liquids that I'd been taking in. So that was race over for me. But obviously I tried, I tried my best um, under the circumstances. And disappointed, it was a good route for me. But um, yeah, I've got to be positive. Next year another tough yep. route and another shot. Yeah, so we'll give it a go.
2: It was a big shame, but uh, yeah, we saw, I saw you at the end, and I saw the pictures of you, and I can see that you've given everything you possibly could do. Yeah. So. Yeah. now next year, Team High Tech. From Norway.
3: Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited. Um I've had a a great four years with um, Lotto Soul and obviously the involvement from South Africa, from Roy Gersho, and and local endorsements and sponsors. Um, it really I, I opened up great doors for me, and and gave me the opportunity to, to find my feet in Europe and, and to establish what I'm capable of. So I'm I'm always will always be grateful for those opportunities. And um, yeah, but you know I'm feeling that it is it's time for a bit of a change, and I'm um, I'm looking forward to joining High Tech. You know. Um, They've really had a great year, Um, some strong riders, fourth-ranked team in the world, so um, that's really wonderful. And also, you know, just to know Elisa Longa Borghini, I mean, she requested um, my joining the team, which is also a nice thing to know that that your abilities have been recognized and that one of the best riders in the world Wants to ride on the team with you, so I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a good year. There's going to be some new challenges. Um, Not not being um, the top rider in the team, but maybe another option is going to be also I think good for me. Um, Sometimes it's good to to go, you know, to take a little bit step of a step back to go forward again, and to have a rider that is, you know, better ranked and potentially that much better. She's won the World Cup, so yeah, I'd like to learn from you, and from all the other girls, and yeah, I'm looking forward
2: to it. I think it's going to be an excellent year for you. Yeah. Now, over the next few months, South Africa, what's, what have you got on the, the table for us to watch?
3: Well, I will be at 94.7. Um, I've enjoyed
2: this coming <laughs> Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's obviously a very important event um, for my sponsors, you know, Momentum. Sponsors are 94.7, and they obviously were um, a big sponsor of our team this year locally and also abroad and um, so it's wonderful to race back home giving some coverage to to a brand that has invested a lot so I'm looking forward to that it's always a good race um, it's always nice to race at home as well to um, interact with with fans and with the young juniors um, in South Africa as well you know, um, you know Love to to share my stories with them and give them any inspiration that I can. So yeah, that should be a fun event. Um, and then yeah, after that, two weeks later, I'll be off to Egypt. It's
2: yes, the Africa champs.
3: African, African champs. Yeah, it's a challenge. I mean, obviously, I've had a very long year and season, and Europe is is my focus and my priority. And so, took a little break after the World champs and sorted the health out, and I'm feeling strong again. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the to the last two races.
2: Wonderful. And well, I wish you luck for 2014. I'm sure Hi-Tech's going to be a great team to be with. And just thank you very much for spending some time with me.
3: Thank you for your time. Nice meeting you.
0: Another week of Cycle Talk essay done and dusted. Looking forward to catching up with you next week. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. As always, uh, please do be in touch. You can tweet us at Cycle Talk SA. You can also pop me an email, podcast at CycleTalkSA.coza or uh, just like us on Facebook. Head over to Facebook.com forward slash cycle talk essay looking forward to being in touch and hearing from you if there's guests you think uh, we should interview or topics we should be chatting about here on the show please do get in touch that email once again podcast at cycle talk essay.co.za. for myself brad brown as always rubber side down and we'll chat next week cheers